Honestly, like you should have seen the fucking smile on my face. <laughs> you should have seen the smile on my face, dog. Because I was like, this nigga got spanked by the Sixers, and I didn't even, you know, like I couldn't believe it when I, I didn't. I didn't even feel like y'all lost. I felt like you lost. You know what I mean? Uh, really? So the Heat didn't. I lost. He didn't even lose. All right, you know what? Let's, all right, let's start. Let's lose. start it off like this. He didn't even lose. Mark lost. Like, what Jimmy Butler have? My, my hero, my my superstar. <laughs> I am truly, truly regretting turning this microphone on this week. I'm hey, scared. Uh, we should have put money on this shit. Mistakes. Oh, were- no. Mistakes were made from a lot of different reasons, from a lot of different angles, perspectives. Um, I'm sure that this episode, episode 11 of RSPN on RNC Radio, is going to involve. A lot of uncomfortable conversation, and thankfully, we avoided the fact that this did not happen on Saturday night, because Saturday yeah. night, I immediately left my house. What'd you do? You went out in the rain, like like Ray J? To rip it was not out. raining. It was not raining, first and foremost, but I needed to get my mind off certain things. I saw, and you know what? Was, was that when you were posting on, uh, on IG? There might have been a I saw, post. I saw girl fingers. There, there might have been a post on on Instagram. I know what you did. This has been very traumatic for me personally, just based on the fact that I was personally jumped <laughs> on Saturday night. Fists to my face, fists mm-hmm. to my stomach, fists, feet all over my back. Okay, okay. And you know what? Now, I hear the giggling in the background because I know what's going to come from this. <laughs> So you know what? We're going to have the conversation that has been uncomfortable. Before we do so, I'm going to let the floodgates happen as soon as I introduce our guest for this week. Jeff is smiling from ear to ear because he knows what is going to come with this. I look like the fucking Grinch right now. This has been a conversation that has built up for the past few weeks because the first rendition of this happened a few weeks ago where... uh, our guest for this week and us have had this conversation on a team that I will not mention. This heat loss really, it don't, it don't, I mean, in the grand scheme of it, it don't, it don't mean nothing, but it means everything to you. Everything, everything. It might mean, it, 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 it might mean some things to me. And I think we're going to ask our guest in a moment for everybody who's listening this week. You'll be very familiar with his voice within the legendary late fees crew on the RNT radio channel. Of course, uh, as of recent, he has translated his love of music and the music industry into the first responders. Uh, you'll hear him every Monday with Drew and Tay Ford as they go over their loves and dislikes of what is going on in the music industry and things that are uh, releasing each week. And most importantly, the RNC Radio team has been more than happy to see him thrive as a member of the Fox Sports team. But I am very prepared for he and Jeff to just let everything loose. As I sit back and let Cameron Hay on with us this week, you know what, guys? I think I'm just going to sit back and let it happen. Hey, man. Hey, man. First off, what the f- Josh Richardson? It be your own niggas. It be your own niggas. It be your own niggas, Cam. <laughs> it be your own 32. What's going on? Jimmy Butler looked piss poor out there, too. Ben Simmons Jimmy Butler. 
Ben Simmons didn't go to work, but he cut he cut Jimmy Butler water off. He was Jimmy Butler primary defender. He ain't scored, but he had he had it on his mind. He wasn't letting Jimmy come in there and get loose. Yeah, you fucking know how that nigga get down. <laughs> how did do I want to know how he gets down? Yeah, you gonna see in April. <laughs> you you gonna well, see maybe maybe. Do you want to tell the audience what happened? What happened on what happened Saturday? On happened on Saturday, we was supposed to we were supposed to go on, on IG live. I had to unfortunately work that Saturday. I got home with a fucking migraine because that's what work does. Fell asleep, woke back up, had a few texts from Millsy. Uh, Mills telling me, you know, go look at the game, look at the score. I'm, I'm looking at the score. I'm like, what's this nigga talking? I like honestly, I wouldn't even think about the shit, bro. I'm just straight up being honest right now. I go check, and the Sixers are giving these niggas a 3D through the table, 113 to 86. What happened, Mark? What happened? It wasn't supposed to be like this. Was it not? They scored 37 in the third on your ass. Yeah, it got ugly, bro. They, they, it was, I thought y'all, I didn't think y'all could beat the Sixers, but goddamn, being down by 40 points damn near, bro, like that's. At least a good game, right? Yeah, bro, at least put up a fight. Put up I don't know. Fight. I don't know. How do you feel about it, Mark? I mean, like I said, it's your loss. You was out there throwing the. <laughs> throwing my, you were out there throwing You were out there the board and shit, running plays. Josh, this is one boy. You wanted to let him go for your other boy who you thought was the one. It, I, I specifically did not want to let Josh Richardson go. Josh Richardson just happened to be let go. And he had a good game. He had a great game. He had a great game. Who didn't have a great game? Yeah, for real. <laughs> who didn't? There, there, were, there were a few people that did not have a great game. Although Simmons was off, he still, he, you know, he did, he did his little things that he had to do. He still had double digit assists, didn't he? I'm not sure if he had, he had like eight rebounds. I want to say he had like six assists or something like that. Yeah. Maybe I'm lying. Four steals though. Yeah, four. That's pretty. That's a pretty high amount of steals. Yeah, it's a, four steals. Just cut off Jimmy Butler water, man. Yeah, man. It is what it is. He locked up Butler. Yeah, you locked him. You know these. God damn. It was an uncomfortable environment. Completely understandable. He, there he were booze all over the arena. He played there. These things, you know, these things happen in environments. Be fairly comfortable. Very, be fairly comfortable there. But let's. But you know what? You know the question that I want to ask. Let's 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 just let's just ask the question. Since it's since it's my loss that I have to take this week, and I know I have to sit back and take the bullets. All right. When it comes to this win, um, how much credit does Philadelphia get for this win? You beat somebody about forty points. All credit. You get a lot of credit. Yeah, you get all credit. Okay, so in that case, you get a lot of credit. Uh, from what we have read on the RNC radio. Well, in the RNC chat in general, uh, the Sixers are a much better team than the Miami Heat. So correct? What? So what? So so the L means less? Is that what the, I'm that trying? Was? I'm trying to figure out how much credit do you get for beating a team that is widely known to be a lot that you're a lot better than? Well, you were in. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just asking a question. I'm just asking a question. You were in denial when we were telling you this. So like, yeah, you know, we. I mean, we tried to put it down. Like. So we gave you the we gave you the warning. So they get their credit for busting y'all ass for sure because we tried to warn you. <laughs> you I, mean, I mean, you have a superstar on your team, right? Really, uh, a, a superstar. You have you have you have, you have, a, you have a number one option, right? He he's a number one option, right? Yeah, yes, there is a yes, there is a number one option. Oh, okay, you know, in the top Tyler right? Hero, yeah, Tyler's pretty good. He's pretty good. You got all three. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, no limit hero. Come on. You dog. need you need more. You need more than Jimmy. Jimmy Butler is not a number one option. I'm tired of hearing this shit, man. No, Jimmy Butler is a number one option. He was a number one option when he was wearing red, white, and blue last year. Now all of a sudden he's not a number one option. 
You want my honor? Yeah, playing for America? Playing against the fucking niggas in Croatia, man? Come on, man. Jimmy Butler is a, is a number, a high end number three. There you go. I like now, now that. Is, three. I am. I am fucking hurted. A high end number three. Last last year, ESPN had the big three in big ass capital letters all oh, over yeah. their feed. Now all of a sudden, he's a number three. Yeah. I mean, if he was in the big three, he was what? In order for there to be three, there has to be a number three in the big That's three. True. There you go. It's not Jimmy. It's not Jimmy. Do you think Jimmy Bowles can lead you to a championship? Yes, by himself. Like that, because if, if so, he is a number one. That's what a number one is. A number one is a guy who can lead you to on a his own. On his own. Uh this 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 on his own rhetoric, I think, is I think is outdated. I don't oh, think Jimmy will be I don't think anybody will be able to do it that way. There are only probably four guys when everybody's healthy. Five guys, maybe that are truly number ones. That's the thing: is guys masquerading as number ones is not a bunch of true number ones right now, bro. Like you got to think. Like you have LeBron, of course, Kawhi. You have Steph. You have Kevin Durant when he's healthy. Then you have probably I think to be a one. Hey, Cam, Cam, is is Zach Levine better than Jimmy Butler right now? Damn, you asked this the, like the day after he dropped what? Uh, see, <laughs> thank you, thank you. You mean he dropped thirteen threes after my Zach Levine? Is that? Uh, <laughs> hey, is that Levine Baron James brother? He looked like. Let me ask you better question. Let me ask you better question. Listen, listen, listen. As the Lakers, would you want? Jack, Zach Levine at your two right now, or would you want Jimmy Butler at the two right now? I would much rather have. If I'm the Lakers, I would rather have Zach Levine. Yeah, I feel you. Me too. Jimmy can't shoot, man. Not consistently. Not consistently. Yeah, not consistently. This, this, is, this is just unreal. Look, look, Mark. My 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 stance on Jimmy's been consistent, bro. He he works the hardest for twenty points. I anybody I ever watched play basketball. <laughs> It's the hardest 20 points you're going to ever watch somebody score. It's never, <laughs> it's never easy. Like, uh, sir, please make sure you add the six steals and the uh, eight rebounds. He, he, um, hey, he plays good defense. I'm, I'll never take that away from him. He played hard as shit on defense. But for a 20-point-per-game score, he absolutely works harder than anybody else I've ever watched play basketball and score 20 points. Like, it is absolutely he he definitely bringing the lunch pail with him in the hard hat. Sweating bullets trying to get the fucking point. Exactly. Well, to, an- to answer this question, I think I think I'm just going to leave the 76ers topic alone because truthfully, <clears throat> you should. They should no, I should I shouldn't. I have my specifics. I shouldn't, but I will. Well, yeah, well, you're because, not really trying to talk, like how do you feel? How do you feel about this? Uh, I don't really feel too bad. I'm embarrassed that this happens to the damn Philadelphia 76ers. I would have more than I would have been more than happy to take a 40-point loss of the damn Sacramento Kings than I would before the damn Philadelphia 76ers. But it's one loss out of the five-game win streak that we've had for the past oh, week and a half. Yeah, you got to soften it up. I, I feel you. It's not, it's not softening it up because you know what happens yeah, when you soften you soft it up? You get told when, – when, when, when you get told, you get told in the chat, and, 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 and <laughs> shout-out to Robbie because we're going to have Robbie very soon. I'm, you, you, yeah, you we see I'm stuttering? We're going to have Robbie for a good 60 minutes. Robbie, yeah, we're gonna Robbie have we're gonna have Robbie in. no more calling in Robbie for for thirty seconds, forty five seconds. Robbie gonna come in, he's gonna talk to us for about sixty minutes, and it's gonna get worse for you. <laughs> no, we're gonna no, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have spoilers because Robbie's gonna be in here in December, and we are going to have this conversation with Robbie. But when I hear that the Miami Heat are uh quote unquote fools gold, fools gold oh. when they're fourteen and what are they, eleven and four? I mean, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler is is. 
not a number one option. That's how you guys are running it. I thought you were going to get Chris Paul, man. It's not fool's gold. It's not fool's gold. What happened to Chris Paul, man? Chris Paul might not happen, but there are new rumors. Why is why is why is why is, why is Andrew Wiggins playing better than Jimmy Butler, man? Talk to me. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins isn't gonna make a, Andrew Wiggins. You know what? Talk to me, man. That's crazy. We, Talk we, to me. I mean, I'm, I'm just going by what it is. I mean, I'm, right now, it's Andrew crazy. Wiggins is not playing better than Jimmy Butler. I I will say that specifically. What Andrew Wiggins is not playing better than Jimmy. Butler. He's playing better than him right now. Like that's not. I don't even think that's a stretch. I think that you can make a legitimate argument, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. The, I mean, we're talking about right now, right now, right now, today. You yeah, can argument. Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins was not on Magic Johnson's top sixteen <laughs> MVP. Content. I'm not trying to hear none of that bullshit about yeah, Andrew Wiggins. Psychopath. Who has sixteen MVP? I'm saying Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson apparently. And shout to Magic, but you're out of your mind, bro. <laughs> I got so upset. At Matt, you know, I was I was reading I was reading it down a little bit, and I was like, okay, LeBron James, all right, tie between y'all, blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> was he landing and best in that list? And he just couldn't cut guys. <laughs> this is at like nine in the morning too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at our nine a.m. it's like six a.m. So he's definitely waking up like, nigga, I gotta get these damn MVPs. Yeah, on. You, know, like, you, you know, like when you wake up in the bed and you like you you're not ready to get up, so you're just fucking around. Maybe open up the notepad. He's like, man, and he just didn't want to cut. <laughs> yeah, like man, let me tweet this shit. <laughs> so. I didn't get angry until I saw 15. And 15, 15 is just so mind-blowing to me because, for one, you don't have any form of Miami Heat in your MVP list. And that's completely okay because unless you're going to go with the stance of, well, you know, um, the culture of Eric Spolstra and uh, Pat Riley and the Miami Heat usually have multiple people that can give you 15, 20 points a night. So you're not going to really be an MVP. Completely understood. But you put... Bradley fucking Beal. Bradley Beal as 15 in your MVP list. Bradley Beal? Can I interject? Yes. I, I think it is a, a miracle that the Wizards have five wins. <laughs> so, For real. Bradley For real. Hey, did you know that is the Wizards really? have the number two what? offense in the league? You know, they had a number two offense in the NBA That's right now. Crazy. Who With does? The Wizards, they're number two ranked offense in the league. They're averaging 117 or like 120 a night, some, some crazy shit like that. I'm like, out. Maybe that's what Magic looked. I'm like, damn, man, Wizards being 120 a night. All right, Bradley, we see. Like, like Bill Hooping, but of course, like you can't put him in an MVP conversation. Like he's no, not your MVP. Five not. I think that the. I think you guys. I don't want to say fools go like because 11 and four. What is our record? 11 and four, 12 and four, something like that. Like. No, actually, no. But Buster 13 and three. Boston's 11 and four. Yeah. Toronto's 11 and four. Miami's 11 and four. So yeah. So there you go. So you got. I pre- I thought coming into the season, you guys would probably be like the sixth seed in the East, and the fact that you all are in play for potentially getting as high as number two, um, I think that that I think Jimmy, if if you guys stay at this pace, say y'all win about fifty three games, of course, I don't think you all, I don't think he'll win the MVP, of course, and I don't see him finishing in the top five in voting, but he'll get his he'll get his credit for that for sure. My my thing is how com- how confident do you think? Are you in this team that you can beat Philadelphia, Toronto in a series? And in a series, a series. Toronto, yes. Uh, Milwaukee, despite the fact that Miami was able to beat them uh, early this season in overtime, still not positive about a seven-game series. And Philadelphia, there is still some uh, work that needs to be done. But I told Jeff earlier in this season that I would like another trade to happen before I start getting. 
a lot more comfortable. And at the time, yes, Chris Paul was an option. I think as of right now, it, it looks like Chris Paul is doing really well in Oklahoma, uh, at least at least from what we expected Oklahoma to be at the beginning of the season. And the trade value that could have happened between now and then could change. So I don't know how much Oklahoma could want for Chris Paul at them at this moment. So that might be an idea that is passing as time goes on and Oklahoma continues to perform. But one of the rumors that have come out in this past week is that due to the fact that the San Antonio Spurs out in the West have had such a difficult time winning some damn games uh, for these past couple of uh, games that they've had, they are there are rumors that have been building up of trades for not only LaMarcus Aldridge, but DeMar DeRozan as well. And from what we saw yesterday, there's been some reports that the Miami Heat could have a position to try and make a trade for, if not one, but two of those players as well. Is that so? I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't do that if I was you guys. I would do it if you don't throw away a lot. So obviously, Dion Waiters, please get out my face. <laughs> uh, who's, taking, who's taking the waiters? That one, I, I, Greg. Greg, I hope you like. I hope you like everything that comes with Philly cheese because that is going to be something that you're going to have some great entertainment with. If you can, you know, I'll do. A, I'll do a. Actually, no, I won't underball Greg. I have respect for Greg. I have respect for Greg, but I don't. I don't know how you pull that off. Yeah. I saw the report, and it's just like, okay, that's cool. I'd love to have Aldridge. I'd love to have DeRozan, but it's going to come at a cost that's probably going to cost Justice Winslow. And I don't know if I wanted to say if to part ways with that just yet, despite the fact that a lot of Heat Twitter uh, has been more than ready. And I don't know what can come from trading for LaMarcus Aldridge. I would assume it's a lot. It would be a little bit more less than trading for DeMar DeRozan, of course, and especially for both of them as well. But those can make changes. I'd I'd feel more comfortable with those having changes. It still has to happen. Yeah. You know, I mean, the Chris Paul thing would have been nice, too, but it didn't happen. See, the Sixers, the Sixers loss ended up just being off the fact that you got really, really abused at height. You got abused in the paint, of course, with Joel Embiid just being able to uh, unfortunately dance all over the place. And that's completely fine. Philadelphia will be able to do that to the teams that are much smaller. And in that case, Miami was not able to uh, out defend and, and turn defense into offense, which is completely understandable. But uh, that is where I stand with that. I feel I still feel like despite the fact that things have been really well for Miami these past couple of uh, this first month of the NBA, there's still one thing that needs to happen. And I just need to see it first. I don't I think I honestly think you guys are fine standing pat. Like, I don't think you guys need to make a move, per se, for anything drastic. I don't think. Like, I don't think you guys can win a championship this year, but I think there is a foundation in place for you guys to be really good for a, a while. If things don't happen with that, I feel like things will be okay because to think that Miami would immediately shoot to championship with Jimmy Butler as of right now is a little bit of a stretch. It was not something that I expected. I expected improvement. I did not expect championship, but the conversation that I would like to further into, and this is going to sound like hate, but I promise it is not. There are teams that at the beginning of this season have had a lot of credit and were given a lot of props to be one of the championship contending teams. Of course, Miami just lost to one of them, but what happens when the playoffs come 
and the Philadelphia 76ers end up in an area where it has happened for these past few seasons where the championship credentials that they have been provided, they do not perform to them. Is there a conversation that is going to happen from that, or is this going to be another situation where they lose, you give the reasoning for it, and you just move on to the next season, and now they're championship contenders all over again? Where does their, where does their timetable – essentially, what I'm asking is, when do they start becoming the Lob City? When, when do things start looking like Lob City in Philadelphia? if things do not happen the way that they would like them to happen this year? I'll let Jeff go first before I say. Um, You know, honestly, at a certain point, it's going to come down to, is this going to work? Is this not going to work with the players, right? So you got players who are going to be uh, assets in the future on any team, on any team. So after a while, I think we're going to see what we always see, that free agency thing, that trade me thing. I think if that's where it heads first, uh, if the shit doesn't start working out or, you know, they don't get past that hump, at a certain point, players are going to start asking out. You know how I go, you know? And then at that point, uh, you could see some guys go to L.A., you could, whoever's the big team at that moment. You know how you know how it is, man. Yeah, I think with the Sixers, um, they're in a weird spot. Like, for one, I, I don't think their roster works. I don't think that Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid works together because – It's too weird. Because I think that the problem with the Sixers and the way their roster is constructed – Ben Simmons' skill set is best suited to play up and down. Mm-hmm. Fat, get up and down, get in transition. He's great getting the ball off the rim, pushing it. One of the best passers in the league. He can get to the rim at will. But their offense, the their best player, Joel Embiid, is a big who's a traditional back to the basket, low post score. So you can't really run so much without sacrificing his effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that, they don't have any really like great shooters around them so between like in a playoff series you already know somebody you're in a half court teams are going to help and sag off of ben simmons but then when you have guys like also like richardson and tobias harris who i would say are more so street shooters and not knock down shooters like it gets harder and harder to score in a half court setting in a seven game series when teams are playing you every game and they they know your tendencies they know what your weaknesses what your weaknesses are. So I think that's the main thing with the Sixers between roster construction and their two best players' styles of play just don't mesh well. Um, but then, like I said, they're in a weird spot because even if they do lose this year, Ben Simmons is only, what, 23, 24 years old. Yeah, the niggas is young. Embiid is only like 24 years old, 25 years old. So OKC lost two years in the playoffs before they finally got to the finals when they had KD, Harden, and Russ, they, they're outliers. Well, they got there very fast, like, when you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. And then, like, the Orlando Magic with Penny and Shaq, they got there pretty fast as well. Mm-hmm. But young teams, more times than not, have to take their lumps before they get over that hump. But I, I they were my pick coming into the season to make it out of the East. I'm still going to rock with them because I believe that they're, they're top-end talent. I just believe it's, it'll be too much if Embiid is healthy come April, May, which he hasn't been 100% yet in a playoff setting. Um, but I think that if they lose this year, I believe that this is Brett Brown's last year if they don't make it. So, to so first, first coach goes first. I think the coach always goes first. It's yeah, easy yeah. to get the coach to go. You, yeah. The coach always goes first. Like you just saw with Dwayne Casey, it, it's easier to get the coach out first, and then they traded DeRozan like a, a few weeks later or a month. Yeah. Later. The coach is always gonna go first. You're you're gonna try to make it work with two All Star caliber players before you absolutely 
have to ship one of them out. Um, yeah. Like you saw, you saw it with uh, OKC before they, well, Kevin Ray ended up leaving. Of course they traded Harden for no reason, but they, they fired Scott Brooks before it completely fell apart. They fired Brooks and brought in Billy Donovan before they, before they lost Kevin Durant and Westbrook. They, they still, you're going to ride that out as long as you can, especially if you drafted the guys. So the coach will probably go first. Brett Brown will probably be the guy to go this summer. If they disappoint again, um, they got fucked over pretty much by Markel Fultz, uh jump shot disappearing because I think yeah. he the piece that yeah, could Fultz really hurt you, nigga. Still, like I understand, man. Yeah, Fultz can and Fultz is he's bounced back in Orlando. If people like are paying attention, he's been solid this year. He's he's showing he can still play in the NBA at a high level. He's not mm-hmm. the guy that you expected with the number one pick because the jumper was the thing that completely changed his game, and so Fultz is the exact type of guard that would have made this offense really hard to stop having a guard who can shoot and get consistent buckets off of the bounce for himself and others. They made the right pick taking him. Nobody could foresee that he would hurt his shoulder. No, no, it definitely made the right person. Like I think that more than anything. And I said at the time, I don't think that Tobias Harris deal was a good trade for them. They gave up Shaman, who's one of the best shooters in the league who would actually, actually will actually fit well with this team on top of giving away a first round pick and then signing him to virtually a max deal. I don't think that that was the right thing to do. Only time will tell, really, but I think Shamit is a better fit on his team because they need a knockdown shooter. Um, but, yeah, I don't. I think that if they lose this year, there will start to be grumblings. Like, you'll start to hear noise about them. Can they get it done or not? But like I said, at the same time, they are still young. Their best two guys, you could say, aren't even in their primes yet. So, yeah, true. So That's fair. You just, you, I think, I think this year will be the first year if they don't get to the finals or at least the conference finals, you'll start to hear grumblings. But I don't think it will get really loud until maybe a year or so after, until Embiid gets closer to being a free agent, which I think is like two years away. So I think when the closer we get to Embiid's contract being up, is the that's when you'll start to hear like the real grumblings if they haven't broken through by then. I will be on the front fucking lines if they do not make the conference finals. I want that on record. Until until one of those guys say they're interested in going to the Heat, then what? I'm going to press every media member. If they do not make the conference finals, I want the same type of conversation and energy that people gave them in June all the way to September when they were discussing them in Milwaukee. Let it go. Being the guarantees. The East is not easy either. Like, contrary to popular belief, like, the top five teams in the East, it was six because, honestly, Oladipo is going to be back soon for Indiana. Like, he's coming back in, like, a month or so. Like, so they're going to get even better than they are. Like, the East has, like, six legitimately good teams that Mm -hmm. I believe it's going to be hard outs in the playoffs out East this year. So I would say if you're anybody out east, this is the year you kind of want to capitalize because next year Kevin Durant comes back, you'll pair him with Kyrie Irving. Like assuming Kevin Durant comes back close to the, the caliber of player that we've seen, that changes everything. So if you're in the East right now, I think this is Philadelphia's. You want to get there now, at least get there now and get the monkey yeah. off your back because if you don't get there now, next year you're adding a seventh team to this mix, mm-hmm. and now it just gets even harder. And that seventh team will get harder and harder. It might be the best team out there out in the East next year if Kevin Durant is back to the Kevin Durant that we all have seen him be for the last 13 years. So I think Philadelphia, if they want to get quiet the noise some, this is the year for them to, to get to the conference finals and potentially the NBA finals. 
if not, I do think that you'll start to hear those grumblings. I do think Brett Brown will be fired if they don't make it to the conference finals this season. Now, the positive thing for both the Sixers and the Miami Heat is, of course, they are both very well represented in this week's NBA Power Rankings. Eastern Conference in general do have some good teams that are in the top 10. We'll go over those top 10 in one moment. But another week where this is heavily represented by the Western Conference, and we do have a very large jump into the top five that we will get to into one moment. But let's start with number 10. So with number 10 from the NBA.com Power Rankings, we have the Utah Jazz that are at 10 um, they dropped down a little bit from where they were last week. Um, we've seen them perform pretty well. And of course, we've seen some very good highlights from Donovan Mitchell um, as he has led the Utah Jazz in these past few games. But they dropped down a little bit and uh, their week is pretty difficult. All the way games facing the Bucks, facing the Pacers, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Toronto Raptors uh, in this week. Number nine, you have the Miami Heat dropping down from six to nine. Um, pretty good week uh, up until the Philadelphia game uh, where things completely spiraled out of the way. But you had a good game against Chicago and the remainder of the games that they had that past week before Saturday in Philadelphia. Now, as we're recording, they're playing the Hornets. They're going to be playing the Houston Rockets in Houston. Uh, Golden State is coming to Miami and and they're going to be playing the Brooklyn Nets this week as well. Uh, the Toronto Raptors, uh, they move up to number eight. They've been playing good. Their week is going to be against the 76ers, the Knicks in at Orlando, and against Utah. You have the 76ers that have went from 11 to 7. Uh, they have had very positive weeks as they went through that three-game losing streak. They're now cleaning that up and doing well for themselves, uh, facing Toronto in Toronto, the Kings in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks and the Pacers this next week. The Boston Celtics. Um, dropped down pretty well. They were number two in the East last week, and now they are up to number six. Um, the game that they had within the Los Angeles Clippers was a very entertaining game, and of course they lose in overtime, but the most concerning thing uh, that we'll be watching for the Boston Celtics this week is the health of Kemba Walker. I believe he had a sprained neck, but from what we have seen from the Boston Celtics, they have said that that will not be uh, anything that is too concerning, so hopefully it won't miss too much time from Kemba Walker uh, as they play the Kings, the Nets in Brooklyn as well. And they will be at Madison Square Garden against the New York Knicks. The funny thing about that is what I saw from, from, <laughs> from Kendrick Perkins as he has been trying to uh, up his Twitter stock uh, for this past, for these past couple of weeks, stating that he believes that Kyrie Irving is purposely staying out of all of these games within this next. Oh week. yeah, bro. Kendrick Perkins went from like not being on Twitter at all to being you know, a hot take machine, bro. Like, yeah. just, yes, like, yes, <laughs> it literally happened overnight. Like, I just don't understand. Like, he said all of he said Kyrie Irving scared of being town, which complete calf. Why the fuck would he be scared of the Boston Celtics? Uh, he said he's staying out on purpose against Cleveland and uh, the New York Knicks as they face the Madison Square Garden as well. So people have said that it's not a coincidence. I have no idea what people are referring to when it comes to Kyrie Irving being scared of hopping into Madison Square Garden, nor Cleveland. And whatever Perkins is talking about as far as not wanting to return back to Boston, um, that happened in a pretty ugly fashion, but he's not scared. He's not scared of you. No, no I, don't, I, I, I doubt that a good bit. Now, outside of that, we have the Dallas Mavericks, our biggest jump. They have jumped into number five, and we will get to Luca's Luka very, 
huge performances within this past week once we come back from commercial break. Uh, but they'll be going up against the Clippers at Phoenix and a rematch with the Los Angeles Lakers later in this week. So shout out to the Dallas Mavericks for their leap into the top five. You have the Los Angeles Clippers at four, the Denver Nuggets at three, the Milwaukee Bucks are only Eastern Conference representative in the top five at number two as they've continued to hold things down as the top team in the East. And number one, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers with another sweep as they are 14 and two. It's lonely at the top, man. <laughs> it's lonely at the top, I tell you. Lakers are very good right now. Lakers are good. But I, think that, I think that top 10 is pretty accurate for the most part. I don't think I have too many issues with, with that NBA, with those power rankings. Yeah, and I think I think the Los Angeles Lakers do have a pretty good chance of continuing uh, at least, if not a sweep, maybe one of these games, uh, keeping them from only three losses going into December. They'll have a game where they're at San Antonio, which San Antonio has been struggling pretty well. They'll be in New Orleans as Anthony Davis returns and faces the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, they'll be going up against the Washington Wizards and Staples, and Dallas will be coming to Staples Center as well uh, for their very good overtime rematch that they had a couple weeks back. uh, They're down at the half right now to the Spurs by 2, 56 to 54. They'll handle that, though. They'll probably come back and win this game. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I think the Clippers are the most interesting team to keep an eye on, I believe, now that they have their full complement of players. Yeah. Just seeing – like how they go progress going forward. And I think something like when you have a team like that with Paul George and Kawhi um, and Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell, you, you can play bad while figuring out how everybody fits and works well together and still win games because of the top end talent of the team. Like you'll still be able to win games even when you are struggling early on or might struggle with chemistry for a week or two weeks or however long it takes because you just nobody else has when you step on the court. It's there aren't many teams who can match Kawhi and Paul George and Montrezl right. Harrell and Lou Williams. So once they really get clicking, like in probably about a week or so, two weeks maybe, like it's going it's going to be really interesting to see to see how good they really can be on both ends of the floor. Yeah, shout out to Montrezl Harrell. He has been getting a whole lot of props as the Clippers have stayed twelve and five in Starter the Western. anywhere else, man. Starter anywhere else. Yeah, he's gonna get paid this summer. He's getting paid this summer for sure. Yeah, shout out to the Clippers with that. But, of course, the battle of Los Angeles being lost to the Los Angeles Lakers as of recent, uh, just based off the fact that they've only lost to the Raptors still and the Clippers on opening night. So it's it's been something that has gelled very well for the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, the support that they've been getting from the bench as well as the role players as well as – LeBron James and Anthony Davis continue to hold things down has been something that's been very amazing. Uh, Their height and their defense is still something that I feel like at this point is still pretty underrated. I feel like that will be highlighted a lot more as things get closer to the postseason. But speaking of postseason, um, as we move away from the power rankings, we are going to have a conversation on some changes to the postseason that could be coming relatively soon. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be pretty much done with this decade. So as we go into the 2020s, we will see not only brand new stars that will be coming from the NBA, but possibly some changes uh, to the NBA that we all know and love that has been reported and discussed uh, from ESPN Insiders, where Adam Silver 
is internally having this conversation to change not only the postseason, but add brand new things that will change the way that we view and watch the NBA as we go into a brand new decade. So as these sports change, we'll be able to have this conversation as we come back. But as of right now, we will take a quick break and we will get to our perfect plays of the week. Yeah. Of course, shout out to the Perfect Play team and shout out to Huey taking care of everything for us, for our perfect plays. Once again, please be sure to head to theperfectplay.co for everything related into music, tech, fashion, and culture as well. They're holding things down in very great speed, even better than a lot of the ones that you are very used to when it comes to your news in this culture. Be sure to check out theperfectplay.co for that. But as we cut to our perfect place of the week, we'll be right back. Jeff, Cam, and I will be going over the future of the NBA from two different perspectives as we get to all around the world, and we send you off for your Thanksgiving break. So stay tuned. It is RSPN on RNC Radio. We'll be back after this. Radio episode eleven. We didn't even give people the sweet real quick. We didn't even give people the proper taglines at the beginning because things were just so distraught and so down. And they already know this beginning of this episode. We forgot to say that he is Jeff, he is Cam, and of course I am Mark. I am in greater spirits now that my cash app to the Toronto Raptors has specifically went in, and they have went well on my promise. You can check what happened between the Sixers and the Raptors last night, but I feel vindicated. Don't you guys? You feel vindicated. I mean, why? Feel feel better. It's like you get your ass beaten, then your big brother come beat somebody else. Come whooping the ass, and it's like you know what? Appreciate that. You you didn't do it. All all I need to see was the end result. All I needed to see was the end result. (laughs) That's all that matters. That is all that is important. Yo, MB has zero points, bro. Like, that don't even sound real. Shit, sound real to me. But anyway. The remainder <laughs> of this week of RSPN. 
Um, we want to give a shout out to everybody that has been listening, of course, on the RNC radio feed. Uh, if this is brand new to you, of course, hopefully it is not. But if it is, be sure to follow us at RNC Radio Live for everything relating to our playlists and podcasts. We are very close to our end of the year content that we usually do. Um, that is going to be coming within the month of December. So the playlists that you are very accustomed to for our end of the year choices and all of the picks that we have from the different genres that you are accustomed to hearing on the RT radio live feed that will be coming in playlist fashion in the month of December, uh, going through that top list of our picks of music. Uh, I saw that a lot of the comments were that 2019 was really not that great of a year and pretty struggling to pick a huge amount of picks. Um, how did, how, how, how did, how did y'all deal when, uh, submitting our picks for this end of the year, they'll be dropping very soon. Uh, I did well. I actually sent my picks straight to uh, Millsy. Um, but you know what my shit look like, nigga. Bop, bop. Mm-hmm. Bad baps, nigga. <laughs> Bad baps? <laughs> you already know, nigga. Bad baps. I'm a lot fucking of, a, lot of, a lot of Claro harmonies, nigga. A lot of, <laughs> uh, a lot of Brent. A lot of Brent m- mums, nigga. I already know, Brent. Uh, and, and of course, you That's already know. <laughs> Listen, you already know. Uh, you already know. First of all, I'm just gonna keep it a buck. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna say this right here, right now, when everybody knows this. To me, Extendo is like the hardest shit to come out all year, nigga. I don't give a fuck what anybody says, nigga. Like I listened. I was, you know, you know, the Apple Music, the Apple Music list. Like Extendo was number one, like by like five. I mean, yo, that's yeah. I played it so much. <laughs> What's uh, the number? No, I'm not giving you a number, nigga. Nigga, <laughs> 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 I, I played Extendo so much this year, dog. Like, it's it, the song is perfect, bro. The song is perfect. I don't care what nobody says. Straight. Like, yeah, when Nutty started making them gun noises, bro. nigga. <laughs> hey, bro, like, going, oh, bro. And I'll be in the car just losing my damn mind. Oh, for real. Like, Extendo definitely one of the hardest records this year. That shit is so hard, bro. The beat is so hard, bro. I don't understand how he even came up with that shit, but. Shout out, Pierre. Like that should sound like a horror movie. <laughs> no, for real, for real. Like, the song is so, it's just a good song. It's just a good like like the shit nigga would like. I was I'm disappointed. It's not up for a Grammy, nigga. Like that's how hurt I am, nigga. Like, <laughs> I'm just, like the song is good, bro. It's hard as shit, bro. Yeah, it really is. Nah, Uzi don't deserve no Grammy. He didn't give his eternal take this year. Come on, man. It ain't Uzi song, man. What you still want him to do, man? I'm still sick. Fuck that. Well, you know what can you do, man? All right, before we get to the top highlight of this uh, week, and of course our top headline, let's go through some talking points before we get to that. Uh, we already went over Kemba Walker's sprained neck. That will be okay. Hopefully we'll be able to see him uh, pretty soon. Within the past week, going into the holiday and of course going into Christmas, the NBA and of course Nike have released, I want to say, I think we're at the point that we have all of the City Edition jerseys as of right now. Yeah. So I think Atlanta was one of the first ones to jump up and put the Petrie ones up. Uh, but hard. Hard, yeah. Yeah. Peachtree ones I love a whole lot But we've seen the debut of the Celtic ones Officially I think the Nets Have put out their one that had the bed But still in that font that we were not Very fond of yeah. uh, Miami just recently dropped Their vice jersey which instead of The black and the white and the uh, Pink that you are accustomed to Now it's a nice little blue Which I will be purchasing immediately but Everybody should be out as of right now, Dallas is out. Cleveland is out. Uh, the Nuggets um, have stayed true to their rainbow um, 
design that they usually do have and they have it on a nice little dark like a cold gray type of finish which is really nice pistons jerseys are all right warriors jerseys are okay they kind of stripped a lot of the yellow that came from that and used a nice black and blue finish with the town that is still on there uh rockets ones we discussed last week the brand new ones for houston it has h-town right on it those ones are very nice and you have the Pacers. Pacers ones are good. Clippers ones, we already talked about that being the San Andreas jersey. Uh, Lakers ones ended up debuting as well. Clipper jersey, trash. Lakers ones, trash. Clippers ones. Yeah, the, yeah. Clippers one not good either. I like, I like the San Andreas. I like the San Andreas font. Hell no. Nah, that court looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that shit all bad, bro. Like, that shit. They, they, that's some Clipper shit, for real. That's some. <laughs> putting San Andreas on it. Yeah, that's some L.A. Clippers, like, y'all don't matter. It's corny. Yeah, it's corny. Y'all the Lakers, man. I think out of of everybody, the one that I liked, well, one of the ones that I had liked the most is two of them. Which one's your favorite, man? Outside of the Heat one, I ended up liking the Orlando Magic one a lot, and we're going to keep it into Florida just based on the design that they have. It's a nice gray. Of course, you'll have your Disney logo uh, that is on the side of the jersey, well, on the uh, front patch of the jersey. But instead of the usual blue and black that you're accustomed to, it's like a gray and a nice orange that will, of course, accustom a lot that goes on with Florida in general as well as Orlando. So that is one that I like a lot from the city jerseys. And what is another one? I'm definitely not going Cream City. I like Indiana's one. Indiana's one is a nice, simple you know, design. Real niggas rocking with the Cream City one, bro. I don't care what y'all say. Real niggas. <laughs> you, know <laughs> you know what time it is, bro. <laughs> when I walk a Cream City jersey, is that? Uh, you know what? I don't even want to interpret what that means when I see a Cream City jersey. <laughs> we, You know what time it is, my. Cream City, Cream City, y'all niggas horny. The Timberwolves, the Timberwolves one, the Timberwolves ones. I like the, I like the style of blues. I got icy it's hard. blue. It's hard. it's hard with the with the MSP. Yeah. What's y'all like, favorite? You can go ahead, Jeff. I'll let you go first. You guys say it. The Timberwolves joint. The Timberwolves joint is hard. This shit is hard, bro. It's just simple. The the font on the MSP is hard. Yeah, Timberwolves joint is hard. I like it. It's fire. It's clean. It's just clean and simple. And the, and the lettering, like, underneath the P is fucking hard. Yeah, I agree. Like, what you just hit on with the simple, like, I think the teams that keep it the most simple, like, you don't have to do much with these. Like, like you know what the city embodies or anything that's close to it. Like, you don't have to do much. Like, I like the Peachtree ones with Atlanta, hard as fuck, bro. Like, those yeah, are. Yeah, that shit is cold. Like, I, I want to, like, I want that shit. And then yeah. the the um I like the Miami ones. I like the like the the Miami that light blue uniform. That's hard. Like I think that the Heat has has one of the better ones as well. And I agree, like what Jeff said, the Timberwolves. I also like the Nuggets. The Nuggets kept it simple. Another one kept it simple with their typical usual uh font with the rainbow on it, but just threw like a darker uniform like with it. But like those are the ones that I like the most. Like the Timberwolves, the Nuggets. The Hawks and the Miami Heat, those are probably the best ones that I saw. I absolutely hated both the Lakers and the Clippers. Um, those are the two that I absolutely thought were terrible, along with the, probably the Nets. I didn't like the Nets City jerseys as well either. Like, so. And one that I'm not a fan of, definitely this Dallas Mavericks City jersey. You can get 100% keep this. I am not, I am not a big Dallas Mavericks jersey. The positive thing that happens with Dallas 
in this episode of RSPN, of course, is that we won't be doing too much talk about their jerseys, but we will talk about the biggest star that has been underneath the Dallas Mavericks jersey, of course. And it is a star that has skyrocketed to a lot of people's eyes and projections when it comes to this season's MVP. Of course, we don't want to put too much into that as of yet, just based on the fact that we are only about a month and a week into the season. But in early MVP conversations, Luka Doncic has made his name into making sure that he is at the top of that uh, in this past season. Now, last season, the conversation that came from that was mainly based on his performances against DeAndre Ayton and Trey Young, of course, as the rookie of the year conversation got really, really big. But as of now, he has helped Dallas move from the bottom area of the Western Conference within those first few games and has skyrocketed not only to the top five of the power rankings this past week, but now a team to watch as Dallas begins to heat up between himself, um, Tim Hardaway Jr., Chris Stapps Porzingis, and the team that they have out in Dallas. So they're going to be joining a lot of teams that are going to be fighting within these next few months as the Western Conference uh, gains a whole lot of strength, and you start seeing the top tier areas of the Western Conference start to rise as playoffs get a lot closer, but... This past week for Luka Doncic has been one that has been very memorable. He had a stat that even I felt like I had to double check because it was something that I just did not believe. Uh, It was his fourth straight game of 30 points and 10 assists. And the reason that I did not believe this is because uh, LeBron James was not one of these four people that had four straight games He joins Russell Westbrook, James Harden, and the last person to do that since 1983-1984, Michael Jordan. So he has been accustomed, well, pretty much accompanying a lot of names that people are used to with these uh, amazing stats. Now, it's it's a pretty arbitrary stat if you want to choose the fact that uh, it's it's a four-game sample size, 30 points and 10 assists is fairly random. But this past week involved him dropping 42, 11, and 12, another triple-double of 35, 10, and 11. He has a 30-point, 14-assist game with seven rebounds and 41 points, 10 assists, and six rebounds as he helps Dallas within their streak, keeping them atop or trying to be atop of the Western Conference. Now, before all of this started, Jeff had had a question for Cam, and it's a question that I want to actually. Hey, what's, going what's going on, man? The kid's twenty years old. Hey, he's having a historic time right now. But I understand. I understand what you said to me before the show. I want you to explain that because I actually I respect that. I know it's easy to get hyped up on shit like this. We did it with Jeremy Lin. I don't know if everybody remembers yeah, that. I think this is definitely this is. I think it's it's safe to say for sure. This is this is more real than Jeremy. Oh, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. 100%, but like, you know, yeah, you, I get the way people at, are acting, especially yeah. on social media. I think and the question is specifically, Mark, go ahead, Mark, do, you want to bow down? do you want to bow down? As of the do you want to bow down yet, bro? Or what are we doing? The thing with Luca, like, I have, like, of course, I have to, like, I don't know why people out of nowhere think I'm a Luca Doncic hater on Twitter. Like, it's the funniest thing to me because. I'm well documented on Twitter. I had to pull my old tweets up yesterday to show, like, last year this time I tweeted out Luka Doncic will be an all-star in 2020. And, like, so, like, I've been on this train with them. My is a realist. Yeah. You know, shit like that. My, my, my rule of thought has always been I, when you start winning to add guys into a top 10 
player in the league conversation, which I think Luca is clearly on the trajectory. Like, and right now he's probably playing at that level. But to officially be there, I I usually want to wait. You have to do it for a full season, in my opinion. Like, I think if he does this for the whole year, and I'm not asking ask him to, to keep getting 30-point triple-double. Yeah, yeah. You just want him to be put up all our numbers for the rest yeah. of the year. Like he's going to be an all star this year, and if he if he gets them, like they're what third or fourth in the West right now. Like if he get, if he keeps them up there, or even in the playoffs, like if they make the playoffs, his second year in the league in the West. That's like, that's like that's tough. So like if he just keeps this up for the whole year, like I said, I will be more than willing to concede. Like Luca is is a top ten or maybe even better player in the league because he's playing like right now. I just I like to see more than 20 games. That's just my thing out of with, with this type of thing. But it's undeniable what he's doing. Like it's 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 undeniable. Like you it's very rare that you see guys come in the league in their second year or this type of guy. Like like even when KD came in his second year, he was amazing. Like we know what LeBron was his second year. Um Anthony Davis was another guy, and it just seems like like with the stat Mark said, like how He's joined that company, and you know you're doing something right when you feel like you have to double check a stat <laughs> to make sure that it's like this shit is even real. Like that's when you know you you're doing something you're doing something crazy. Mark said he had to check to see if the stat was even real. Like that's when you know you've reached a level that very few players have ever been able to reach. Like, and the main reason I wanted to check it is just because I was like. This this easy well not easy I won't necessarily call it easy but a thirty and ten for four straight games in my head I was like bro LeBron James hasn't done this it's only Harden Westbrook Luca and Michael Jordan so when I checked it I was like God damn he he he, he truly hasn't and the stats that have been coming out for Luca as they've won five in a row have been pretty entertaining from what I've seen online I've also seen people discuss the fact that Luca Doncic was able to score two thousand points in these first. A uh, few games of his season, a lot. Well, not a lot more, but quicker than LeBron James did in his first few seasons. So the stats that are being created for Luka in these next couple, uh, well, within the past two years, and of course, going forward, are going to be a lot of things that build him up as a big star in the NBA. And of course, when you compare him to LeBron James, people will scrunch your face and be like, oh, I, don't, I don't know if I want to go too far with that as of yet. But when I start thinking of what people would like to do when they're positioning the name of Luka Doncic with LeBron James is mainly based on the fact that LeBron James is going to be 35 pretty soon. And this is coming to an area where we at, 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 at our age, and when I say me, it's mainly like myself, Jeff, those who are um, around that age of being 30 and of course up as well. That area where we grew up with the class of 2003 and any of those stars are pretty much at the area of being extinct as of right now, yeah. with LeBron James being the one that is still continuing to hold it down. So, yeah. as good, Mellow back, man. Well, <laughs> we had the, we the conversation with Mellow, but there's not been much positivity from Portland to even go too deep onto what it came with Carmelo. But it's, it's, it's in an area where a lot of that is starting to fall off. And we started watching that as the class of 96 dropped off. Now we're getting to the area where the class of 03 is starting to become a lot more older and fall off. And, you know, more classes are going to start getting older as we start to the 2020s and we start getting new stars. So can we look 
at Luka Doncic as of right now and start painting him in the realm of being one of those new stars to hold down the 2020s because in this conversation, this is only his second year, and we're not even too removed from the conversation that we have between him and Trey Young. Is that conversation even yeah. done with as of right now, or do we want to move forward with that? Uh, I mean, I just think they're two different players. I mean, at the end of the day, they can both be extremely successful and still be in this league together. And still yeah. I think uh, I I think Mark is on like on point with like. And like I was saying with the second year guys, name him like Trey. What Trey Young is doing this year is pretty remarkable as well. And like Jeff said, they both can exist in the league. And I I agree with Mark as well. Like as we get to this point, like contrary to what he might be showing us, LeBron cannot play forever. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it because yeah. he's so damn good at this like at basketball now. His game is kind of you know the triple double machine thing. Like we saw glimpses of it. We saw some traces of consistency of it, but now that's kind of just his game now. Yeah. Like, so like LeBron, he's not going to be here forever. Even God, like you said, Kevin Durant is in his thirties at this point. He's not going to be here forever. So I think like, like you said, going into this next decade, I think that Luca is pretty high on the list of guys who are going to be the faces of NBA, him, Giannis. You probably still look at a guy like Anthony Davis, who's only 26. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, Trey Young, of course you have him. Uh, Laura willing, hopefully this guy is healthy and fully ready to go. But you assume Zion Williamson will probably be yeah. one of the guys. Yeah. But Luca, right now, man, like to see somebody doing what he's doing. And, and the thing is, I don't think that Mavericks roster is great. I don't think that team is like a, a great team, but he's been on such okay. a that makes it more scary, though. Exactly. Like he's been on a different level like that. He has them playing this well. And it, everything revolves around him to put the. This much pressure, not pressure, but like this much on his plate at 20 to be like, look, you're going to we gonna every night, night in, night out. We're going to ride with you. And like you got to carry us to victory or at least put us in position to win. And more mm. times than not right now, he's coming through for him. Like to go into Houston, James Harden is a top five, six player in the world. And to go into Houston and get 41 and beat them at home, him and Russell Westbrook. That's impressive, man. That's hard to do. That's not easy to do. And like. Like Luca, yeah, he's definitely up there with like that short list of guys that I like just named. Probably you probably throw Embiid in there as well too. Embiid is still pretty young, a little Ben Simmons, but he Doncic is high, man. Like he's definitely gonna be one of those guys in the next decade. When you look at the end of the twenty twenties, if he stays healthy, when people put together the All Decade team for that decade, I fully expect him to be one of the five or six best guys for the next decade for sure. It's definitely going to be something that I'll, I'll want to pay a lot more attention to because um, myself, I, I, have, I am not highly involved on what goes on overseas. But two things that I was able to see as Luka Doncic's name uh, grew before the NBA draft was one, um, the fact that Rachel Nichols was able to call his name very quickly on the jump before the draft. I think it was like a month before the draft had happened. And just based on the fact that from the conversations that we see from Goran Dragic a lot, uh, he sung his praises a whole lot and knew for a fact that he was killing out overseas and he's going to eventually make his way out here. And of course they are two Slovenian brothers that they are going, well, not literal brothers, but um, here we get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Both involved, both very involved in their country when it comes to uh, being able to play basketball out there. And he was able to tell anybody who would listen to watch out because Luca is coming and he's going to be one of the best stars that the NBA um, has seen 
And he didn't he didn't really view it as hyperbole. He was really dead serious. So now that it is here and we start looking at the changes that can come from inside of the NBA as they try and evolve and be a lot more of a grand sport within this next decade. I feel like the 2010s were very kind to the NBA, uh, just based on everything that has grew from the beginning of 2010 and every different type of storyline and controversy that has come from that. And of course the changing of um, David Stern into Adam Silver and, and all the positivities that have come from what the NBA would like to change from the past decades of what they had to deal with. I feel like setting themselves up in the 2020s is going to be very, very good. And it's going to be a, it's going to be something to watch when you start looking at the different types of advancements that they would like to be, to be almost as big as an NFL. And it's going to take a whole lot to be able to replicate that, or at least even try to, to, to pass that in a lot of America's, view numbers as well as just how they view the sport in general. But um I feel like they have a good it's gonna really depend on these stars. America likes violence, man. So it's always gonna be tough to I don't think they'll ever be able to top it yeah. <laughs> country, but where the NBA can succeed and I think where Luca and guys like Giannis help you having global superstars like guys yeah. like Giannis, Luca, Embiid, like on top of your American born superstars as well because of course there's going to be american-born superstars but like yeah. having somebody like a luka Doncic, a guy like Giannis, a guy like mb pascal siakam these type of guys it can help make the league brighten the lens for it or widen the lens for it globally like mm-hmm. where they can't win the battle with the nfl here in america they can win the war on a global scale per se absolutely like so I think that definitely is where they can make their bread and butter, where they can butter their bread. That I fucked that quote all the way up, but <laughs> they can. Uh, yeah, we know what you mean. But yeah, and there might have been a, a small black eye with 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 what had happened in China, and I think at this point we're pretty much past that. But yeah. we still have the things that come from Africa. I, I saved uh, the league. Man. I saved the league that week. Since <laughs> since those two episodes of Jeff reminding everybody that this is America. Snicket, we had to remind everyone. I, I can't it believe it's better than Gambino did. I can't believe I had to even do that, but this is America. So <laughs> Gambino did it, but he didn't mean it like I meant it. Yeah, he didn't he, he yeah, he didn't put the sauce on it. RCN had the sauce on it. He made it a hot line, I made it a hot song. All right, we gonna fuck around. All right. Actually, you know what? I won't say I was about to say something I'm not gonna say, but I mentioned right now. <laughs> no, do not do not say that. We are not allowed. We do, right I should I should I should censor all of that. I should censor that entire line. <laughs> it's right now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I'm not. No, I have too much respect. I'm not going to do it. <clears throat> Tears in my eyes. I am not going to do it. And unfortunately for the listeners, we cannot move forward and even explain what had happened with that as of right now. But, um. As we discuss the advancements that the NBA would like to make in this next decade, we're about to say goodbye to the 2010s in a couple of weeks. But in this past week, we've had reports from ESPN that Adam Silver and the NBA in general are having discussions with the National Basketball Players Association, as well as a lot of the broadcast partners that are involved with the NBA on making some pretty big changes 
to the NBA in general. And when I say big changes to the NBA in general, I mean for those who have been watching literally since they were a child, any of our parents, uh, any of our relatives who have been watching the NBA, these are going to be things that they are, are truly not accustomed to as advancements are going to be made in the 2020s. Now, we've had brief conversations between Jeff and I on RSPN on what can be done to shake up the NBA, because a lot of these conversations that were very difficult for the NBA came at a time where we were trying to entertain the idea of avoiding a Cavs Warriors part three Cavs Warriors part four. And a lot of that conversation just ended up being really, um, it had a negative connotation on it because people liked to revert to the, I want to say mystery is not the adjective that I'm looking for, but the, the uncertainty that comes with football where anybody can jump in, have a good season and win in the postseason, Whereas, a league where you're dealing with a playoff of the seven game series is pretty much going to guarantee the better team wins maybe 90% of the time compared to our 10% outliers where there have been complete shocks and upsets in the playoffs and as well as the NBA finals. Right. Yeah. Adam Silver has taken a lot of that into account. And as of right now, per ESPN.com discussions are progressing with hopes of bringing a vote to the April meeting of the league's board of governors that would introduce some, if not all, of these next proposals into the NBA 75th anniversary season of the 2021 and 2022 season. Now, the changes that they have been discussing would include a reseeding of the four conference finalists, a 30-team in-season tournament, and a postseason play-in. These scenarios would come with the shortening of the regular season. Now, when I read this immediately, I said shortening of the regular season. Amazing. Players are going to be happy. Uh, I'm sure fans are going to be happy just not having to watch all of these games throughout these past few months. I feel like a shortening of games would make the different types of matchups that happen between clubs be a lot more serious, make it mean a lot more when it doesn't happen as frequent as, say, when you're... Could we get out of the whole regular season doesn't matter thing? Exactly. It could it could truly help with that. And I felt like, okay, this is going to be the time where Adam discusses a 60-game season. And I was looking for that number. But per ESPN.com, it is going to be a minimum of a 78-game regular season. And at that point, I was just like, okay, I mean, why did you tell me that shit? Can I interject real quick? Sure. I'm not a fan of shortening the NBA season. For a, for a handful of reasons, to be honest with you. Um, I don't think shortening it from 82 games to 60, fuck no. 78, I still not, I'm still not a fan of it. I think when you – you can call me a traditionalist or whatever, but mm-hmm. if you start shortening seasons, you start putting – one, you, you're starting to – it alters the way legacies can be shaped for players, and it starts to put records potentially out of reach, like – I'm a per like I want to see guys potentially like push the boundaries of what can and what we thought was imaginable. And once you cut a season down from 82 games to like 60 or 66 or whatever, like at that point, you have to play more and more seasons on the back end to even become to reach those type of goals. Like I'm, I want to see somebody in my lifetime potentially break Kareem's scoring record. Like, right. yeah. That's real. You know that won't happen with a shortened season at all. A season that's not going to happen is I want to see somebody. Past John Stockton's assist and steals record one day. 
Like, I want to say I was alive to see that happen. And when you start shortening seasons and doing stuff like that, stuff like that becomes almost not attainable for for guys. Like, and I wonder, like, when you shorten the season, how does that affect pay for players? Like, the collective bargaining agreement, like, less games, it has to mean less money, doesn't it? Yeah, ultimately. I mean, for sure. So, like, I wonder, like, do guys really want their season to be shortened or, or like, there's a trade-off to it at all times. Like, definitely, definitely. So I want like I always I'm like I think there are reasons that shortening a season isn't necessarily the best right. I do believe some of these back to backs are outrageous. Like I think that some of like the league has to figure out a way to like eliminate some of these back to backs. It's no reason I don't I've never been like a fan of teams having to play road back to backs. Like we play a game in, in San Antonio tonight or some shit, and then the next night you're playing in Oklahoma City. Yeah, it's like what the fuck. Like when are these players like that? The story Baxter Holmes wrote earlier this year about players getting less and less sleep and it's affecting their body. Like when are these guys getting the rest? Like mm-hmm. you're, you're, are you going to a hotel that night and then flying in the next morning to come in and play a game that night, or are you flying in in the middle of the night going to a hotel and then getting up and playing a game that night? Like, I don't think that I think these back to backs could be cut out. I mean, could be cut out, but then again, you will probably have to either start the season earlier or the regular season would have to run longer. There's going to have to be a trade-off somewhere or another. I'm just not a huge fan of shortening the season because of certain shit just becomes out of reach for guys, like statistically at that point. You you basically submit the guys who play. I guess it's about how the players feel about it at that point. Is yeah. it I'm down to that. Is the three is the four games <laughs> worth it, you know? Uh, I mean, I don't I don't know. I guess Making it what seventy eight instead of eighty two, mm-hmm. I guess that's probably them eliminating some of those back to backs. I'm assuming. I would have. I would assume yeah. that probably yeah. like two back to backs are probably going right. to maybe. Right. Three. But is that an, is that enough for players to say, you know, oh perfect, that'll work, or is it just like, well, I mean, we might as well play eighty two, <laughs> Well, the biggest the biggest critique that has come from that, and 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 Cam Cam had pretty much spoke onto that the fact that money changes period when it comes to cutting any form of games and not necessarily from well it it also includes the fact that contracts would have to change just based on the fact that you're now dealing with less um days to pretty much clock in in your job but the franchises that are a lot smaller than say a new york knicks a los angeles lakers a Boston that might not have to worry about losing too much money from four games. There are definitely clubs in the NBA that might take a pretty big hit from losing this amount from where you cut it. So the biggest critique that has come from that as of recent is what happens to those smaller markets that do not uh, excel just based off the name of being one of the NBA's most storied teams. It it, it could end up hurting. It always happens to them. They just got to sit back and take that out, man. I mean, it is what it is. You know, you know, I mean, you know how I go. If it's for the better of the league, they're going to do it for the league. But that's just going to be a discussion they're going to have to accept. I think didn't LeBron say something about not liking potentially shortening the shortening the schedule, or was he talking about playoffs? I'm I'm not yeah, sure. He was talking about the playoffs. I think he was talking about uh, uh, you know, putting teams in based off records instead of conference. I remember. Never mind. Never mind. It wasn't about it. Wasn't about season length. Yeah, like the playoff. I don't think the playoff format should be switched either, to be honest with you. I think it's very reactionary. Like we spoke on it earlier. Like the East is not bad anymore. Like the bottom of it, yeah, you're going to have two spots. But if you look at the Western Conference right now, it's not like the last two seeds in the West are like some 50 wins. It's like 
both conferences are probably about equal if we if you really want to be honest like if you really want to look at it about which conferences have the like the the west has like six legitimately really good teams the east like we said earlier has probably six once all the depot gets back at the pacers like i don't think this is something that needs to be tinkered with i think the east went through its period where it was down for about a decade but there was a point in time where the east was the superior conference over the western conference like in the 90s or the early 90s late 80s like for a while and then and throughout the 80s for the most part like it's cyclical like it's going mm. to be that way like it's just it'll even itself out over time i don't think that it's something that needs to be drastically altered and my thing i, I worry about travel for teams as well like i think that's what makes the the playoff format and the conferences so important is that when you get to the playoffs, you don't have a team flying from Miami all the way to LA in a first round matchup or a second round matchup before the finals. Like, I don't yeah. think, I don't think that's necessarily the best thing. Like, all right, we play, you're traveling across the country for multiple playoff series. I don't think that that is going to lend itself to getting the best possible product at the end of the line. Like, I don't, I just wonder what's the point of playing in divisions and conferences for the whole season and getting the records and then for it to be reseeded once you get to the conference finals. Like, I just don't, I don't see, the use in that or the point in it well i believe that the 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 and the 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 reseeding that we are referring to would mainly be based on a conference finals finals perspective where uh the nba would like to change some things based on the regular season records for the last four teams that are within uh, the nba playoffs which of course would open up a possibility that the nba finals can be two eastern conference teams or two western conference teams just based on the fact that uh, this will now be based on regular season records as opposed to the two best teams in the east playing and making their way to the nba finals and of course the two teams from the west doing the same so that our nba finals will be our traditional east versus west that could change a whole lot in this area where if we are reseeding based on regular season records uh the jokes that would well, I wouldn't even really call them jokes because I feel like people were pretty serious with these past few years when people were interested in seeing Golden State versus Houston uh, in a possible Western Conference Finals. That could have ended up being an NBA Finals um, in in around that time. The thing, same thing, could have happened with any of the teams in the Eastern Conference uh, around that portion as well, and. The WNBA does, I believe the WNBA does something similar where they do seed based on um, based on the regular season record as well. So it's 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 something that they could end up experimenting with, but it does change a whole lot when it comes. To, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure players and teams in general start getting into a mindset of an area where you start looking at the Western conference and you start doing eliminations and start seeing who could really come out of the West. If you want to try and fight and come out of the East doing this could really alter a lot of different things. If two of the best teams are out in the West or essentially two of the best teams come out in the East, the thing that you started anticipating for, for a conference finals matchup could end up just being an NBA finals in general. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I see it, but like, man, it's just, like I said, I might just be a traditionalist, bro, but I don't know, man. I just, I'm not, in, I just don't think the, I, I love the NBA's product as is. Like, and maybe it's just because I'm a huge basketball fan. I'm a huge NBA nut. Like, I've, I've come to love it as it is. I just don't think too much needs to be tinkered with. Like, and say you do switch this, like this happens. Like, we, you receive the conference finals. Like, is this going to magically make James Harden come through in the conference finals instead? We might see the same results regardless. (laughs) (laughs) 
I like that little shit you just put in there. Exactly. It's not going to make certain guys play any better. Like, certain guys just might not be cut out for it. Like, so if we put like, I just think that just like let this let it rock out, bro. I like the the regular Eastern Conference best team, Western Conference best team. I think we got that last year. I think the Raptors proved they were the best. Warriors were the best. Like I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure anybody out west was beating the Raptors. If you reseed, I think you still end up with that same NBA Finals probably. If you reseed the conference finals, if it goes Milwaukee versus, um, if you go Golden State versus, I think it still would have been the same last year based off records. Golden State had the best record. Or no, Milwaukee did. So it would have been Milwaukee versus uh Toronto. I mean versus um Portland and Toronto versus Golden State. So you would have got the finals in the semifinals instead last year, based off of record. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I don't think anybody's upset with the finals we got last year. Uh, I think if, if if Golden State is healthy for the most, or at least Kevin, if 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 Clay Thompson doesn't get hurt, you're probably looking at a seven game series still, even without yeah. Durant. So, um. Yeah, man. I just think it's certain external factors that you that you can't control. And like you said, you say we reseeded, or we're trying to reseed the best based on the, the four best records or whatever the records are. Injuries could happen it, that still prevents you from getting those best two teams that you thought you were going to get, or vice versa. So, like if we did this two years ago when the, when the Rockets and the Warriors played, if they reseeded it and it was Rockets versus the Celtics in the semifinals. And it was Cavs versus Warriors in the in the other semifinal. And the Warriors beat the Cavs. Mm-hmm. The Rockets end up playing the Celtics. If Chris Paul still get hurt in the conference finals, yeah, you get the two best records. But at that team, at that point, the Rockets are compromised in the finals. At that point, do we really want to watch an injured Rockets team play against the Warriors then? Or like, like I'm just saying, like you just it's certain things you can't control. Like there are always mm-hmm. factors that multiple factors that play into getting certain matchups. So I, that's why I just. The changes may be microscopic to the point where what's that's how I feel. Like Adam Silver, like just if you're listening to this, he's doing a great job, and he may be trying to really, you know, just spice things up. Yeah, yeah. Credit for being forward thinking. I will 100% give him credit for that. I think he does have the best interest of the product in the league in in mind at every move he makes, and I I will get. I agree with you, Jeff. He he's uh he's definitely doing a great job. I can't complain about much that he's done the marijuana thing he gonna get he gonna get that shit squared away as well that's when he really gonna be the goat <laughs> for sure like i'm telling you it's gonna get done and when it get done they're gonna be like man you better stay forever oh it doesn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah within the next yeah, five, yeah it's gonna get done it's gonna get next done. five years that now, you got coaches who i mean they're not saying they smoke blood but they basically saying they smoke blood when you have players like Steven Jackson and Matt Barnes and all them doing podcasts openly talking about how they were smoking while they played and everything. Like it's not a secret. Like so at this point, marijuana is becoming legal. It's not even as taboo as it once was, say 10 years ago. Like yeah, absolutely. everything around the conversation surrounding marijuana has completely changed. And I think the NBA, I agree with I agree with Jeff. I think that sooner rather than later, the NBA will be probably the first major sports league to completely eliminate marijuana testing as part of drug testing. And I think that, like I said, if he, if once he does that, <laughs> like you, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. <laughs> exactly. Like now two other things that they would like to, um, 
discuss in April. There's still playoff things that Adam Silver does, does want to change when it comes to uh, the smaller teams that are within the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. He is interested in a postseason play-in for any of the knockout games that would be part of the regular season schedule. It involves six divisional winners based on home and road records in the group stage, and the two teams with the next best records would advance to a single elimination knockout round. Those teams could each potentially compete in the quarterfinals, semifinals, and the finals. I ended up seeing, I believe it was Stan Van Gundy that was not a really big fan of any of these teams sneaking in, any of those lower C teams sneaking into the NBA playoffs based on a knockout round. Um, he felt like there were already teams that were in that lower area of that six to eight that already have a well enough chance and are not really that good when it comes to the NBA playoffs in general. Those teams are normally eliminated outside of upsets. So what does this change when you start having more of them in the say, the bottom half of these topics? They're just trying to create that NCAA Cinderella story type feel, you know, yeah. hoping for, hoping for a, a, a dramatic change in a in a game or in a series. It's good for it's good for TV, man. It's good TV. It's it's, it's good. It's, it's a it's a way to draw casual viewers in in the middle of the season. I think that's the main thing. Like Jeff just said, it's great for TV. It's great for TV for sure. Like, and I think and I think their biggest opportunity. We talked about, we talked about you know soccer having kind of multiple type of uh tournaments yeah the way different type of trophies or or you know rewards during that time period um giving yeah giving smaller teams a chance to win something i guess you know i mean I don't, it's, it's bad when you say it like that but i mean ultimately that's what it's about yeah and i, and I feel like that area of what happens in, in 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 football of course when it comes to those different types of cups I would and love tournaments a they run I would love the tournament to uh I mean cut you off but I would love a tournament to determine the lottery you know instead of a fucking draw that yeah that would be something that is interesting well I'm a, what you you want the midseason tournament to determine a lottery not necessarily I mean just in general uh, <laughs> I'd a, say a tournament in general that would determine the lottery order you know, and you know, I, 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 because of course, tanking and all that is still. I mean, you know, obviously, it's they're doing everything they can to to stop it. But uh, if you put some type of competition involved to actually try to get those picks, I mean, shit. I think that I think that that's actually a pretty good idea. Like, if you like the teams that don't make the playoffs, maybe make them play, make them play nation playoff series or set or something like that. Like, yeah. for no- do you know how hard teams will fight to get the number one pick and if you, if you got to go for it in a game? It eliminates mm-hmm. – but, like, imagine last year, like, the, the Lakers eliminated from playoff contention hey, and all teams got to face LeBron James. I mean, that's the way it could be trouble, though. That's the way it could be trouble, though. Or some tanking teams are making trades and stashing players until that late-season tournament for the number one pick. Like it's, like it's like you said, it is give and take. Like, you know, you – No, I think this will be loopholes, you know. <laughs> that it would be fire a, a tournament to get the number one pick and i think i I'm, I'm with you i think it eliminates tanking to an extent for the most part it makes everybody have something to play for mm-hmm. like it, it makes the playing field even for the number one for getting the number one pick like not even like but you get it like everybody has a chance who didn't make the play yeah, yeah. give them something to fight for yeah I, i'm with you i think that i would be i would definitely tune in and watch that <laughs> like yeah, because, because as of right now, the, I don't think they've really went too deep into the details on incentive. I would assume as of right yeah. now, the only 
do but we that, have a I think that can be one. Like if, if you get if you get kicked out of the Champions League in soccer at a certain point, they kick you back down to the Europa League, you know, and that's and you have a chance to at least compete in that situation. So mm-hmm. I think I think it, it just stretches out the league. It's more fun, gives those teams that aren't doing great uh, a chance to to show something, even if that means a top five pick or whatever. I mean, it's that's important for their franchise. At least they had to fight for it instead of getting it because they suck. Exactly. I, th- I feel like that is an amazing idea that they could move forward with. I know as of right now, the main detail that they have is it would be something that would be around this time, which is like a Thanksgiving, December type of tournament uh, where the 30 teams are available to actually play. But if you do have it in an area where you just move forward with those 16 teams and go to the playoffs and maybe even have a tournament where this determines the number one pick as opposed to what we've been discussing for the past three seasons of RSPN. I feel like that is something that is pretty beneficial. So yeah, anything to stop tanking, I know. I'd love it. Yeah, I think it's something that they should truly try to adopt. Um, and I think it'd be exciting and I would watch it. Shit. I, I agree with Jeff. I think, I think tanking needs to be the thing that the league tries to fix more than the playoff format. That's for real. That's real. They should be definitely focused on that more than more than anything. Yeah, I agree with Jeff. I think making a, a end of season like like it's more basketball. It's more basketball. More money, more basketball. Like I agree. I'm with Jeff on this one, man. Like Adam Silver, give my man's a call, bro. Like you got ideas, bro. Like, <laughs> I do. We working over. Yeah. Yeah, that could end up being their playoffs. I mean, you know, Chicago's Chicago fans, their NBA season usually ends around February, March in general. So imagine going into April knowing, okay, I'm not fighting for an NBA championship, but let's at least fight to make your team better next season, which yeah. is awesome in my opinion. Not that's not because you won fucking 13 games. You know, it's like win this fucking tournament, get the number one pick so that you can move forward. Now, Adam, if you are listening to this, if you actually do like to pull oh, if the I see this happen, nigga, I'm a, I'm, yeah. Please, Jeff, Jeff, oh, I have, you have lawyers. Lawyers. Yeah. Just pull up to Lennox Square. You don't even have to pull up with security. Just pull up Dolo. Jeff won't do anything. He'll, he'll, he'll pull up with this. I'm not even going to ask for too much. Exactly. I mean, a little bit of it is going to be enough. So <laughs> just a little, just a little, you know, just a, just a little. Know, something. I know your money's long, man. Just hit me up. Yeah, just a little something on the, on the, on the back end. Maybe a little RNC radio drop. Yeah, definitely come on the show. Talk about the idea. We'll we'll get it squared away. We'll 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 probably want to hear. We'll probably want to hear your top. What 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 top five? What, can we ask? what uh, top five? Can we ask? I, I want to ask him how many times he listened to Extendo this year. <laughs> For yeah. real, the questions that need answers. <laughs> I don't want to ask about like, basketball shit. I want to know some real shit about Adam Silver. How much blood you see? Like? Man, then they can't drop a take. I'm not I, fucking with no crazy right now. I would go crazy. Favorite IG IG model Adam Silver, bro. I know you yeah. you got a burner, so you fall. No, his bookmark is heavy. Yeah, I ain't gonna say I'm not burner, but no, no Adam Silver follow LP. Shout out LP once. Jesus Christ, if Adam Silver follows LP. <laughs> Real MVP, goddamn it! Like shout out LP, a franchise player. Yes, yes. You move pieces around to get her on your team, bro. You got to make some moves. Real tanking, nigga. <laughs> Oh dear God! All right, you know what? What if what if we're like you know Adam? How do you feel about how do you feel about Jesus is King? He's just like man. He ain't about to talk about that shit. You gonna be like who? Exactly. You <laughs> <laughs> ain't listening to that shit, man. We're gonna be we're gonna be like you watch you watch the event on title. He's like title. Yeah, I got Apple Music. 
all you want, Kanye, but even God not gonna win this time around, nigga. So all right, that's you know nigga. Get that shit out of my face, bro. Well, with all of that said, I feel like just like Christ, nigga. You say Kelly Price? (laughs) I said Jesus Christ. Look at you. you. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't hear it. It cut out. I thought you said shout out Kelly Price. I was like, all right, that's a that's a random, that's a random shout out. But okay, we can shout out Kelly Price. Mm-hmm. But just like Cam said, I feel like the the biggest props that could come from this is the fact that there's a lot of forward thinking that is going on within this next decade. Uh, will a lot of this be finalized as things are discussed a lot more with the Players Association? Maybe not, but there is going to be some things to look forward to a whole a lot of good things to look forward to from an NBA perspective. And if it's not mainly in the postseason or anything that changes in additions to new leagues or new postseason tournaments, uh, there's definitely going to be an interest in seeing our new players that are going to be created and build themselves up in this next decade of the NBA. So it's something that I'm very excited to see. Yeah, man. I mean, I, they'll, they'll do, the NBA will do the right thing. Yeah, they'll, they'll do I trust them. Like, I mean, anything they do, we got to let it, even if we're not fans of it initially, we got to let it play out. Yeah. Make any type of judgment. Because, like, these are the people that are around the league every day, playing it, working it. Like, clearly they see something that we might not be seeing. And, like, chances are the whatever changes they make end up being the right thing or better for the league. And if not, they'll go back to whatever to whatever was working beforehand. Like, you guys just, just got to let it play out. But like you said, like, the fact that they're being this forward – thinking going into the next decade to try to take the NBA to, to higher heights off of a decade that I think is one of the best decades the league has ever seen. I think the 2010s yeah. for sure. So for sure. Got, so for going into 2020, you got to figure out new ways to keep this league evolving. So I'm not mad at them having ideas. Like, now with that said, let's get into a Thanksgiving edition of All Around the World. Hit the music. Tonight we've got two games, very easy games, one on NBA TV, one on League Pass. We have the Los Angeles Clippers in Dallas to face the Dodontrick and the Dallas Mavericks at 8.30 on NBA TV. That should be a good match. Gotta go crazy. He's gonna try to go crazy in that shit. Yeah, exactly. If he can if he can do all this magic against the Los Angeles Clippers, especially with Kawhi and Paul George making sure that he does not spaz out, that is going to be something that gets Luka a whole lot more added to his resume for this past season. Um, and you have the Wizards going into Denver against the Denver Nuggets at 9 on League Pass. Those are our two games tonight. Tomorrow, very action-packed. 14 games as we head into no games on Thursday for your Thanksgiving break. Uh, we have the ESPN doubleheader of the return or, well, I mean, at this point, it might be impossible to return, but the Brooklyn Nets will be heading over to Boston, which would have been Kyrie's first return to Boston since the trade, but you'll have Nets and Celtics at seven on ESPN, and you will have the Los Angeles Lakers and more specifically, Anthony Davis returning to the New Orleans Pelicans at 930 on ESPN as well. So as much as we some positives from Brandon Ingram, you will expect him to have a very nice game or hopefully have a very nice game as he tries to make his name oh, along with Alonzo Ball and Josh Hart. They're gonna get bodied. Against the who <laughs> Brandon Ingram's gonna get bodied? No, like well, Pelicans in general will get bodied. Yeah, Pelicans getting smoked on yeah. I, I, like, I feel like just yeah. off the offseason like shenanigans, like 
it's gonna be it's gonna be a mess. David Griffin got an ass whooping coming him on. Yeah, him. yeah. Like I feel like it's one of those things. Like, like AB not gonna be disrespectful, but he definitely David Griffin ass. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> Wednesday night, goddamn it! When this game happened, when the final buzzer rings, I'm on Lil Wody Twitter. I'm on David Griffin ass. I'm on Beignet Twitter. Everybody, niggas got to come see me. Now what happens? What happens Wednesday night at nine thirty? As soon as you hear starting at hard four for the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs> Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. Be no There's only twelve people that go to Pelicans game. Oh, All right, cut the mic, man. Yeah, I, went, I went to down there, bro. I was going to Pelicans games for ten dollars, bro. I got to see plenty of time. This like, nigga said he's going to Pelican games for a number six, man. I, I can't make this up. No. <laughs> like it's gonna be thirteen people in there, bro. Six of them clutched affiliates. Oh man, Carter, Rich Paul, Ernie Ramos, like <laughs> them gonna be the people in there, bro. I swear to God, bro. We're skipping, we're skipping Thursday. We're gonna give everybody a happy Thanksgiving, of course, from the RSPN family as well. Hopefully, you have a quality Thanksgiving. Um, as we go on to this week of, of course, no basketball on Thursday, so you will miss TNT. But Friday, another action-packed night. You have 13 games that are on on Friday. Uh, they, they will begin at noon. So if you want to watch the Boston Celtics now heading into Brooklyn to play the Nets, you will get that early at noon. You have the Toronto Raptors against the Orlando Magic at 7. That should really be a good Eastern Conference matchup that I would like to see. Uh, the Sixers are heading to Madison Square Garden to play the Knicks at 7.30. Golden State's first visit to Miami will be at 8. You have the Suns and Mavs at nine, and you have the NBA TV doubleheader of the Pelicans going up against the Oklahoma City Thunder at eight, and the Washington Wizards in Staples Center against the Los Angeles Lakers at 10.30. Both of those will be on NBA TV. Saturday, you have four games. Only one of them will be televised. You have the Indiana Pacers going up against the Sixers on NBA TV at seven. Nuggets Kings at five. The Atlanta Hawks and the Houston Rockets at eight and the Hornets going into the Milwaukee Bucks at eight o'clock. And you have Sunday nine games. The Heat going to Brooklyn to play the Nets at three Celtics Knicks at three thirty. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Minnesota Timberwolves will be very entertaining at three thirty and the rematch of the Mavericks and the Los Angeles Lakers this time in Staples Center at four o'clock. And that is your week six of the NBA. Good times. Good week. Now, as I say this and we start packing it up for this week of RSPN, what is in our plans for Thanksgiving this week? I have a Friendsgiving on Wednesday. Mm. The, um, I mean, I'm just going to be sleeping, but hanging out with my grandma. Um, you know, you know, when you're the oldest grandkid, grandma always, she pull up with something just for you. <laughs> yes. That's really all I care about at this point. Um I'm not like huge on Thanksgiving, but it's cool to see my family and shit. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be doing the usual Jeff shit, you know. The usual Jeff shit. What is yeah. the? Yeah, I'm just gonna be getting high, <laughs> uh, enjoying my time off, playing Pokemon, uh, flirting, and that's really it. Playing Pokemon, flirting. Cam, what's your Thanksgiving looking like? Um, I'm probably gonna just go pull up by uh, J5. I'm about to say you going home or no? I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be here for Thanksgiving. I'm going for Christmas, so I'll just be here. I'm probably gonna pull up by J Five on Thanksgiving. All right. He's cooking, right? This nigga about to be cooking. cooking. He, he invited. He invited me over. Invited us over. So yeah, he's gonna be hosting. Huh? Talking about see, he he cooked on. Um, 
I want to say Fourth of July this year. I believe it was Fourth of July. He, he, hey, J Five got some shit in that in that cookbook. Yeah, I, I've seen him working. I've seen him working. He got he got a few recipes up his sleeve. So I want to see what he come up with for Thanksgiving. He pulled it. Uh, it's gonna be the office dinner party episode. <laughs> <laughs> He slid, us, he slid us the beans at the cookout, and I was like, all right, these are fire-ass beans, but now Instagram going hard. I'm like, okay, that boy got the boy chefing up now. Right. As for me, I think I'm only going to have what do I have? I think that the entry the I entry with turkey like that. I mean, you could do that. Our, our Friendsgiving might my not even grandma does wings, wings. My grandma does wings. She fries some wings for me, make that mac and cheese. I, I'll, get, I'll get my turkey, but like, I'm not really... Turkey kind of overrated for me. Why couldn't the bird have been have been better? We should be eating like fucking flamingo or some shit on Thanksgiving. Huh? Where are niggas gonna find flamingos at? We're American. This is the fucking pilgrims' fault. The pilgrims' fault. There are no flamingos. To, you know what? We're gonna get yeah. more in trouble with America, like 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 we did this past month. We're not doing this again. Hey man, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving is is founded off genocide. I'll see y'all next week. <laughs> All right. You know what? All right. Let's get to our talking. <laughs> Before the politicians come find this, shout out to um, the Grizzlies that are very happy with wasting money on Andre Iguodala. They will not buy him out or waiting for a trade, so shout out to them. Hey, that's it, petty as fuck, bro, but shout, but shout out to Grizzlies, man. Shout out to them and shout out to, to Iggy. Getting paid $17 yeah, but, but I feel like it's definitely petty on both sides. He's just going to chill and not play basketball. And the thing is, like, you Andre Iguodala at this point, you just played on a team that went to what five straight finals. Yeah, he basically your whole career because even back in Philadelphia, he was going. He went in Denver. Now you want me to yep. go one of the worst teams in the league of <laughs> like, got me fucked up. I'm not coming to work. Either. I'm not coming to work. Yeah, I'm not coming to work. I feel him. I feel him. I wouldn't either. I'm, I ain't I'm too old. For I'm, not, I'm not mad at both sides. I'm not no. mad. They got, money, they got money to spend. They don't care. They want to be petty. He want to be petty. They just be like, fuck it. Let's just let's be petty together. Uh, let's see. Shout out Josh Richardson for his great game. <laughs> Best player on the Sixers. And I'll say it again. Calm down. Calm down. Uh, let's see. Shout, shout out John Morant continuing to make the return for Zion even yeah, more. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> Josh Richardson, best player on the Sixers. <laughs> And shout out, shout out the most recent 2K20 rating updates. Um, it's still it's it's jarring to see Luca. What's Luca right now? 93. Luca right now is a 93. Mm. And niggas don't even pick Mavericks like that. So I was like, well, God damn. Who is picking Mavericks besides fucking manga niggas? Manga niggas. Kanye probably picks the Mavs. He definitely picks the Mavs. I feel like Kanye's picking the Clippers. I don't think I Kanye like Kanye. knows how to hold a PlayStation controller. All right, I'm out. Don't forget, guys, when you're celebrating Thanksgiving. If <laughs> you stop, it's Kanye's favorite holiday. Yeah. Oh my you god! You guys want to know why we're all mixed with Native Americans? Find out next on next week's episode. All right, no, you will not find out on next week's RSPN. Let's see what else. What happened with Luca? Okay, so Luca's a 93. Paul George jumped up to a 94. Porzingis down to an 85. Jimmy Butler up to an 89. Westbrook yeah. down to an 88. Butler's a There's good Paul- 85, 86. Speaking of 86, Chris Paul now in 86. Um, Markel Fultz jumped up to a 77. Uh, MB down to a 91. Towns up to a 91. Good. And Carmelo Anthony still 76. Hey, shout out to Towns. You got to show him some love, bro. He's been on a nut. Yeah, he's been on a tear, bro. Like, he might mm-hmm. already be the best stretch five the NBA has ever yeah, seen. bro. 
I'm telling you, bro, he's good, bro. Ever since, ever since the Jimmy Butler shit, I feel like he just been like, you know what, fuck it, anybody fuck with me out there, I'm just gonna go oh, home. Yeah. yeah, and I and I love it, I love it. And shout out to Wiggins again. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, it is what it is, man. And of course, for this week, shout out Cam for coming through, being able to discuss a lot of the future of the NBA with us, along with our discussions on the Heat and 76ers. Of course, we've had you on for previous seasons, but we always love having you on each time that you are on RSPN. Uh, anything that you'd like to plug before we make our way out of here? Um, like I said, I'm just thankful you guys keep calling me, bring me back. It's always great to come on and talk about sports topics with you guys love the rspn podcast just be sure to tune in on mondays to first responders and every other friday new episode of late fees and to all of the shows that we have on rnc radio live the channel that we have so yeah that's all i have to plug for the most part yes cam will be a pivotal point of what we have coming in for our year end update so of course in the month of december make sure that you are paying attention to all of the different medias that we will be dropping that on and i believe that will be the only holiday hint that i provide to you what what headphones you buying this week uh oh wow we didn't even get to discuss that so the winner of last week's I Am Not a Genius, I am holding in my hand, and I will even let you hear the sound of it on some ASMR shit. These are my AirPod Pros, and I threw away the receipt. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you got another pair? <laughs> you had, you, they're, they're not, not going need, back. Hey, man, you need to go to therapy, bro. They're not hey, going back. I promise. Man. Go see a therapist. I did it. J5 was ready to swing. That's that I bought a third crazy. pair of AirPod Pros. I'm it's not going crazy, back. Crazy, Justin. We need an intervention, man. You hey, they won. They won. I promise they did. Your OCD is incredible, nigga. It I ain't is. never seen OCD like this, nigga. It's one of my best traits. You are a rare human being, nigga. Well, with that I said, happy turning things. You probably got negative, positive, negative, positive, negative, positive so much on uh, your part. I mean, yes, but no. Wells Fargo, like, nigga, get this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> get this nigga out of here. Well, with all that said, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Make sure you enjoy your holiday. We'll be back next week for a brand new episode of RSPN. But of course, he is Jeff, he is Cam, and I am Mark. We will see you next week.